Hello. Hello. And welcome everybody to this next episode of Happiness Science with Dr. Liana Lianov. I'm very excited to have with us today Dr. Lydia Whitress, who is a neurologist and sleep specialist, uh, and her practice is confined to sleep. And uh, our show is about happiness, emotional well-being, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about that and how it's connected to sleep and sleep medicine. So welcome, Lydia, um, and I look forward to this. And first of all, I'd love to hear how you got interested in this topic of sleep and how you became a sleep specialist. I was a a research fellow at the University of Washington in Seattle in the late 1980s, dealing with epilepsy research. And at that time, the university did not have a dedicated sleep lab. Sounds kind of strange now, but this was a very new science. And we brought in our sleep patients during the day to sleep in the epilepsy beds so we could monitor them. And although I started my career thinking I was going to be a research epileptologist, I became very interested in this sleep field because it was brand new and I felt that there were so many more opportunities in this really unknown area at the time that was quite different than a very established field like epilepsy. So I, um, as a neurologist, I never thought my entire practice would be with sleep patients, but it has turned out to be, and I, I couldn't have made a better choice. Well, it's wonderful to, to find our, our calling and to be able to contribute in, in important ways and clearly sleep in the field of lifestyle medicine and well-being is one of the most important uh, pillars along with healthy eating and physical activity as well as doing things for our uh, positive psychology. But each of these is really linked closely uh, with our emotions. And so we're gonna dig uh, deeper into that. Uh, And so my first deeper question really is a reflection of the times. We've uh, been enduring this uh, pandemic and all of its uncertainties and the changes and so many people, I'm sure, are, having, uh, are stressed, having trouble with sleep. And uh, what are some practical ways that we can improve our sleep during such stressful times? We need to maintain our regular habits because those will strengthen our sleep clock and allow us to sleep better. This includes things like maintaining regular bed and rise times maintaining healthy daytime activities that we know improve the quality of of our sleep. Things like you said, regular exercise, a healthy diet, avoidance of napping. Also, when there's an especial stress out there, uh, this can disrupt sleep. By far, situational stress or anxiety are the most disruptive things to sleep. 
So when we're in a situation of literally worldwide crisis, we may need to actively do some brain calming activities or relaxation activities to allow ourselves to relax more and go to sleep. And whether this may be some type of meditation or list making as part of the bedtime routine to put down our concerns before bed or some other relaxation therapy, these can be very worthwhile. Uh, in sleep medicine, we talk about cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. Um, there are a number of apps as well as other programs that can help you learn these relaxing activities, which are not only just a good idea, but can really make a difference, especially when we're under a lot of stress. That all makes sense. And so it does make a lot of sense to find ways to relax, calm ourselves in order to sleep better and, and sleep enough. And now what about the other way around? Once we're getting the sleep that we need or perhaps not getting the sleep we need, uh, what does that do to our emotions, our mood and our happiness? It's actually a bi-directional thing. Um, we know that when we get good quality and quantity of sleep, so people often ask, how much sleep do you need? And most surveys show that you need about seven to eight hours of total sleep, but also good quality sleep in order to feel rested and refreshed. And our minds get rested and refreshed as well from sleep, so that people who sleep well um, are tend to have a better mood. Um, they're happier. There are studies that have confirmed this. We are less cranky and irritable. Um, and in addition, there can be serious implications of bad quality sleep um, that, uh, in terms of mental illness. So definitely there's no question that when people are depressed, they're often their sleep is poor, deal with problems like insomnia, but the reverse is true as well. That when you have poor quality sleep, but you're prone to depression, the likelihood that you can have another recurrent episode of depression goes up. Um, so it's really important to get the right amount of sleep, the good quality sleep in order to feel rested and refreshed. And the opposite is true as well. So that when people are happier, um, and more uh, mentally engaged in the world, then they tend to sleep better as well. Wonderful. Uh, and uh, clearly that, that link is something that we need to keep in mind uh, on a regular basis. And uh, it's an important part of our overall well-being. And so as people in the audience are thinking about, okay, well, boy, this is important. You've got me convinced. What, what should I be doing? As a sleep specialist, what is the single most important advice that you would have for the public about sleep and specifically sleep and mood? We need to prioritize sleep. We need to understand that the amount sleep is important to us. It's not something easily sacrificed from which we can just easily walk away and have no repercussions. Uh, when you think about maybe the 50s or the 60s, 
when the successful people were the ones who got by with very little sleep. So they were our heroes. You know, so-and-so only needs four hours of sleep and can go and you know, conquer the world. What sleep science has shown us is that this is just not the case. That when people sleep, the amount that they need, good quality sleep, that there are so many benefits to this in terms of our cognition, our memory, our concentration, our mood, our happiness quotient, as well as health. You know, we, we don't think about uh, weight, a big issue for a lot of people, um, and sleep being particularly related. But we know that when people get less than ideal sleep, they tend to gain weight. And that's related to hormonal changes that are occurring in our bodies due to the stress of inadequate sleep. So there are so many benefits to sleep that if you prioritize it, then you truly are ready to wake up and conquer the world and be much more effective and receptive to everything the world has to throw to you. Wonderful. Absolutely. I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have a number of health professionals that follow this podcast. And so do you have any specific advice for the health professionals in the audience as they're trying to help their patients with sleep during these tumultuous times? There is sort of good um, and bad news about chaos in the world. Um, As human beings, I mean, typically when you have something like the COVID-19 pandemic, the first thing that happens is you tend to be stressed and stress results in insomnia, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep because we're unable to relax our brains or we get very anxious. Um, I guess the good news about that is that human beings can't keep that up for too long um, and that eventually you are even to bad situations you can adjust to them to some degree and sleep tends to return back to normal but what you don't want to do is cultivate bad habits during this time that can cause you problems down the line i will tell you that the in my practice I tend to see people, you know, when people talk about insomnia, by definition, that means maybe a few months of trouble, either falling asleep or staying asleep. Uh, This is not the type of patient I see in my practice. I see people who haven't been able to sleep well for months or years or decades. So you definitely don't want to develop disruptive behaviors in an acute time of stress that now you're going to carry with you as baggage for for years Um, that and and again it comes down to maintaining the right perspective good sleep hygiene and learning ways to maintain um, good sleep as well as you're able and I would say the last thing is that there's very little in life that we can do that costs nothing that has so much benefit and literally 
everyone can do. And that is to prioritize sleep so that you can drive so many of the benefits. Well, that was a lovely summary of what we need to be thinking about with sleep and our well-being. So thank you so much for being with us, Lydia. I like to keep these podcasts short. And as we close, is there anything else that you think is important to share with our audience? I, I think we've hit the main points. Um, and just remember, you know, there are so many benefits from sleep. Um, just lie down and enjoy them. <laughs> uh, terrific. Makes me want to take a nap right now. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed perfect, to. Perfect I'll save it till tonight. So thank you again uh, for joining us. This was uh, an interview with Dr. Lydia Whitress on sleep and health and mood. And uh, you take care. And everyone will see you on a future podcast of Happiness Science with Dr. Liana Leonov. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.